I'm ready now. And Good to go. Hey, the bat turned red. I, I did. I hit the button. Nice. It's always exciting when you hit the button. Yes. Most guys have a problem finding the button. <laughs> I'm just not even going there. Uh, right, anyway, well. uh, Mike, since you've hit the I, button. I guess I'll uh, try to dig us out of this hole. Thanks, Joel. Hey, Play that here to help. music, white boy. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to maybe, I've said too much, the fallen angel of internet radio. My name is Mike, and I will be your host and guide as we traverse the seedy underworld and back alleys of podcasting. I'm joined nice. as always. You're welcome for that, Jim. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. It was. I didn't write that, by the way. That was off the head. But I did rehearse it. Ooh, that was good. I am joined, as always, by this giant pain in my ass, Joel Crawford of the Missing Digit Woodshop. Here to help. My good buddy, Izzy Swan, of all things, IzzySwan.com. Gentlemen. Love you. <laughs> I'm going to be making Prince sounds throughout the podcast, just so you know. Nice. Just if you're going to do that, I'm going to talk like a cowboy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel like randomly I need to do that from time to time. I appreciate all your all your witticisms. Oh, yeah. So, but, uh, so guys, um, the hell you been up to? Izzy, you've been a little busy. I have, so you should go busy, first. Busy, <laughs> That's a new one. Oh, go ahead. oh, this is what that diet's doing to your brain, uh, Michael. But, uh, but we talked about the diet off the air, so no one knows what you're talking about. Yeah, I know, but I have a feeling they will. We'll get to it. All right, so my life uh, is resolved into trying to stay cool. That's pretty much it. Like everything else is things I have to do while cool. Like you're growing out the sideburns, trying a new haircut and got a vest or like cool, like physically keeping temperature down. Yes. So Please tell me you're wearing bell bottoms again. I, I'm, oh my. I'm not, I'm not wearing any pants. It's a requirement. Don't please don't <laughs> HR is a pain in the ass about Human these things. Sources takes this very seriously. Don't even busy. joke about this. This is going to be fired. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> that's not going to get annoying at all. Uh, oh, I'm not stopping until it does. <laughs> oh no, you you've crested that peak. Um, so uh, pretty much I installed an outdoor shower uh, in at the house. I, I know that was just kind of a it was on my list. I have a lot of project lists right now. We're doing a bunch of production, trying to get ahead of the game for. Um, November and December. And I know that sounds insane to anybody that doesn't understand the mad rush of a season, but, uh, it's, it's like trying to make all the snowflakes if you owned like a, I don't know, like a ski resort. So those things just don't appear out of the sky, unfortunately, and you have to make every one of them. So that's what we're doing. And then we've been just doing projects. I've been working on uh, the office, which is the cabin. And, uh, we've been working on getting, uh, ready for an amazing slip and slide party. Uh, to, to my sadness, I know you two won't be there. You will be, however, in my very near naked heart mm. as I slide hundreds of feet with what I can only imagine is an ungodly number of cameras focused on me. Hmm. Yeah. I don't even mind that. The, um, you, the, the fact that you are going to be with Tony and that is one of those things. And I, I believe Keith is going to be there. And I, and I know last year, Jimmy was there. I don't know if he's going this year. His schedule has been awfully busy. Um, but, uh, like everybody's going to be there. To bet there's going to be a good crew over there. I mean, at last from all the social stuff I've been seeing, there's a whole bunch of people at Jimmy's. Yeah. Um, Paul Jackman, Bobby Duke, Nick Zanet, um, a few others. And I, I wouldn't surprise me. It's only, what, 45-minute drive right. to Tony's house from Jimmy's? Yeah, they're like neighbors in upstate New York. I think that's a neighbor. If, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm being speculative here. I don't know that they're going to show up, but I wouldn't. it wouldn't surprise me if they do. Yeah. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I'd love to go, but I planned my family vacation um, uh, unknowingly around this entire thing. So. <laughs> I'd love to go, but I'm broke. <laughs> right there's that too. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, yes. I, seems like my I saved up every shekel I could to make sure that oh. that as I'm buying, because this this is literally the time of year that I go, okay, what can we sell so I can afford to buy materials so I don't have to go broke or die of some sort of production related illness uh, in November. <laughs> So I, it's basically we just gather up everything we can, throw it at the shop, and hope the shop makes money in four months. So it's it's always a, a little mentally challenging this time of year for for the accounting purposes. Yeah, making no um, money and spending all the money. Yeah, I'm not yeah quite there yet, but close enough with this move and everything else. And I've got two shops to build out and one to maintain. It's just like okay. It's um, time to get pretty tight about tight around the wall. Right. And then I just, so, uh, just moved in next to so, a woodcraft, which is now, you know, my wallet's crying a little bit. Oh, God. So. So, so, uh, Ezzy. 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 Ozzy. Ozzy. I don't know where that came from. Um, so, uh, you know, what are you up yeah. to since? Uh-huh. I am surrounded by boxes right now, and I've got all these signs I want to hang up. I've got the Maybe I Said Too Much podcast that old Dave's signs made for me. I've got all this stuff I want to hang, but my basement walls are concrete, and of course, my office is concrete. So um, I have to get tap cons out and start drilling holes. No, oh, it's... It's bombshell. So it's like, I got to figure out and which is really nice for keeping cool, that keeping cool thing. Um, we have two air conditioners for this house, one for the downstairs, one for the up and downstairs. I can like put it at 55 degrees and it's there in, I don't know, a minute and a half flat. I mean, it just instantly gets cold down here. It's awesome. Nice. Mm. And then the basement or the garage is also, um, I guess it would be what you would consider, um, um, what do you call it? A walkout garage. Yeah. So, the uh, backside and um, uh, back back wall are, are underground, oh. so it, it's really easy to keep the temperature Sorry. down. Backside, backside. and um, right now, in this this house has been has set empty for ten years or so before we moved in. So there's all those fun things you got to deal with when you move into a house that hasn't been lived in for ten years. We're dealing with, and the garage, Dead the garage bodies. is a nightmare of um, of wires and copper lines and stuff that. It was definitely cobbled together by some homeowner that I'm trying to figure out and deal with. And then we've got the big shop out back that we have to start working on here pretty quickly. Plus, the website thing is happening. I guess I can talk about that officially. We've got the new website. It's so close. We were supposed to launch this week, but we're changing a few things. And this is how these things go. I mean, we're talking about a pretty good size project with forums and places where people can add their stuff and memberships and you know all moving a ton of stuff over to the site so that's taking up a bit of time and i start working with the uh, greenville art center this week as well this coming nice start meeting with the architect to start going over laying out the um the two spaces for the 3d art stuff the woodworking and cnc technology 3d printing technology um so that's starting to happen and we're doing the build outs and of course video stuff is all being planned and i think i might have found someone to do the video work for me <gasps> it's kind of crazy when you move to humans. an area where there are yes. other humans um, i would it? sell a humans? kid um, to pay for this <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> yes <laughs> so um well you've got like yeah. 17 of them so i you, can spare you one jeez um so um, I'm I'm thinking that was going to be huge, um, and um, you know I'm just just a whole lot happening. So uh, keeping it pretty close to the chest right now, as far as uh, extracurricular activities like slip and slide parties in upstate New York. But um, yeah, so lots going on, lots of fun stuff. I uh, actually cut wood for the first time uh, yesterday for a long time in a long time. Um, you know. Uh, Please tell me that that means no, something it means, else. It means cutting. It means cutting. <laughs> I immediately went there too. <laughs> okay. Wasn't yeah, sure yeah, of course. Well, you I wasn't can't, sure if I mean, was we're adolescent. We're, but we're all three of us adolescent, you know, adult males. So it's just, you know, we can't say cutting wood or sure. without it being. Oh, there, of the thousand people that listen to this, 996 way, yeah, of them yeah. went. Um, so good, good for you. I'm good for you, Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm the, I just built, you know, cause this, I didn't bring any of my workbenches down with me and I don't only brought a handful of tools. Um, so one of the first things I particularly, 
I need a bench. I'm not working off the floor. Yeah, no, Izzy, don't play that. So, um, <laughs> don't, don't make him do it again. Don't. I know you want yeah. to. Don't. Give him some. Give him some goddamn dignity. I feel. I feel as douchey. I feel as douchey about that as everybody else does. So don't. No. No. Don't, don't do it, Mike. Wait, don't do wait, it. Wait. No. 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 I. I may sound a little distant because I'm laying on the floor right now. No, hold up. Um. My guitar just fell over too. So. Oh. Did you just say, "Is he yeah. going to play that?" <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, I built. Uh, <laughs> Listen, no. There's there's a story behind this bench that I want to tell, and, and we can talk a little bit about workbenches after this if you'd like. This, I this is I, a this is a dog. I, I don't. This want is to a dog that has a bone ever. and is not going to let go of it. <sighs> This is this is the part just of the dig a hole and bury that. Just this dig is the a part of the show that's going to be ten minutes, folks. Just to give you a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Izzy, I have a quick question for your uh, your uh, engineering mind. And I was just thinking this. You had okay. mentioned that uh, before you just just before we get past your basement, the you had said tap cons, which is a perfectly reasonable way to hang and do stuff in cinder block because it's cinder block. Yeah. So you know how we mount things on the CNC and we do the whole blue tape thing? You know the blue tape yes. trick? So you do blue tape on one side of a thing, blue tape on the CNC, and then you put double double sided sticky well, tape. Between, or yeah. you put you put super glue is is the way I we usually do it. Right. I use uh, speed tape because that's sure. amazing. Sure. So you could do that. But if you, do you think you could actually apply blue tape in an, in enough, like enough area? Like, and I'm not talking about a 50 pound load. I'm talking like a picture where then you could super, super yes, glue a, a picture hook well, down on it and then hang it. You don't oh, think no. so? No, there's not enough contact area behind the hook. <laughs> Izzy don't play that no 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 um if you had a large enough surface you know let's say you're hanging um if you're i mean if you're hanging a five by eight or something like that you could probably get away with it but what I, you know like i i i got this gorilla if you were hanging I a went, grandfather this is, clock this is not an, we'll this. never be endorsed by gorilla tape i got it this double-sided clear gorilla tape that's pretty pretty firm stuff and i um i hung the maybe i said too much podcast on the wall with it and it and it's probably six inch by four inch area of tape complete tape the damn thing fell off right the wall. and i broke one of the it didn't break it it just kind of smushed one of the cogs on the gear so i have to clamp that together and f- finish to clean that up and put it and i'm like <clears throat> and i've got my uh my youtube play button i wanted to i tried hanging that up it didn't stay okay it's like because i don't really that breaks no big deal um it doesn't right. work so i uh, gorilla was clear two-sided tape kiss my butt you're not good for anything um, yep so uh, we like tight bond you know. tight bond anybody there tight bond <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can see the i can see the youtube video right now so uh is he <laughs> Izzy reviews Gorilla Tape, and Izzy don't play that. So I, um, I'm gonna get. I got the um, my my probably, you know, the maybe I said too much. Podcast sign is amazing with the LED lighting and the gear that turns on it. I mean, this guy put in yes. just an incredible amount of work, and it's all handmade. So you should probably post something online because I think 12 so people I'd, have I'd, seen that. I'm going to do a whole video about it. So lots of people are going to see that sign. I want to motorize it. Um, oh, yeah. So the uh, the whole idea of drilling holes in the cement wall and hanging signs is very permanent. So I want to get a good feel about where I want everything before I start doing that. Why don't you just, why don't you just smash a couple of uh, two-by-fours against the wall and put plywood up? And then you can hang no, all I the like shit you this. want. I kind of like the... Um, they've done it yeah they've done it nice. or don't they did a nice job on it <laughs> i actually thought about having somebody with experience with some venetian um you know the venetian plaster paint jobs and have them come down and try that because it's got a it's got a broken terracotta floor in here that needs work but um it's pretty i thought that would i'm thinking about doing a broken together. terracotta floor for my new outdoor shower did i mention my outdoor shower <laughs> <laughs> 
You did. But anyway, so I'm, I'm building a workbench. <laughs> and I'm, I wanted something pretty um, robust that I can beat up because I want to do some rustic furniture um, builds down, you know, in the very near future. So I needed, I'm not going to use a plywood top. I ended up using two by 10 um, construction grade and it's not pretty. It's not super flat. It doesn't need to be for what I want to do for it. When I started thinking about this, I was started recording a video about it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do another video about oh, this workbench. I'm just not going to do it. Because it's now when you say two by ten, are you talking about are they laid they're, on the side they're or flat. flat? They're laid on their they're they're on the flats. There's four of them that okay. pick up the top. So you're not going with a twelve ton Robu Rubo. Rubo? No. Um, Rubo? I'm not. Rubo? I, I, I would okay. never in, in for my workflow and what I do, that would would make absolutely no sense to have that kind of a bench in my shop. Um that is very much more for a hand tool oriented uh, fine furniture building stuff, which I don't, you know. I don't do in any way, shape, or form that would require me to have one of those benches. So, but I want something I can take an axe to it or a machete, you know, and, and, um, you know, uh, make tenons on the end of sticks with a, with a chisel or an axe and not have to worry about beating up the bench. So I made this really heavy topped bench, put some drawers under it. Little, I'm a big fan of keeping the tools that I use regularly right next to where I work. So I build a little shelf underneath the bench where I keep, you know, like the jigsaw, the sander, um, you know, just the basic hand tools that I use all the time. Um, Cause I don't want to, I, I, the idea of putting them away is just silly to me because they're constantly being used. So they just need to stay where they're being used. So, and I was just thinking about that. We all do these, everybody, you know, it's, I told Mike earlier, I said, workbenches are like a box of chocolates, you know, they're, they're all chocolate, but you know, they're all different on the inside. And it's really, you know, you build one um, for the purpose of your, of what you do. You know, and um, I see a lot of guys who have done that, who have built these really nice workbenches and abs- don't use them to their potential at all because that's not the type of work that they do. So I was thinking about that today and I was wondering, you know, if that made sense to you guys, you know, what kind of workbenches <laughs> do you have in your shops and do they work for you and, you know, how you, th- how you, what your philosophy behind that was. I can, I can actually, if you want, I'll go, go ahead, ahead and just break your heart right now. Um, because I committed the, the ultimate and cardinal. Story. Oh, wait, I know this story. <laughs> so, oh um, yeah. Go ahead. Tell it. Let's hear this. So, oh, well, it's actually, it's, it's, it's less sexy than you think. So I was at Harbor Freight one day and they had one of their workbenches they were selling. Um, it, apparently the box was damaged and they sold the, that, that shitty workbench that they make. Um, which actually isn't terrible. It's dog holes and a little bench on the end, you know, a little, um, vice thing on the end of it that, is marginally good. Uh, but I ended up getting it for like $89. So, uh, I was like, Oh, okay. So I brought it home, set it up. And I was like, wow, this thing sucks in all the ways you think it would, but, uh, why not? But, you know, so I got the, uh, what I'm gonna end up doing with it is taking the vice piece off and turning it into something real instead of whatever this is. Um, because I mean, a vice, you know, a vice piece for the end of those things is 50 bucks on its own. So, um, but yeah, I'm just going to slap a new top on it and drill some new dog holes and get rid of those goddamn useless drawers that are underneath this thing and then uh, turn it into something that I can actually use. But it's actually done pretty well for, you know, what I've used it for. I've got, I went out and bought a whole bunch of Craig accessories that I slapped all over it and um, clamping long stuff turned out to be really cool with the vice because, you know, I didn't think I'd ever use the dogs um, and it actually did. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I bought a, piece of garbage and i actually have an awesome um, set of you know, benches that's basically what a workbench is supposed to be. i bought the <clears throat> i went to an auction for a, a school yeah. that uh just had a, a school system that had just basically a giant warehouse of all the crap that they've ever pulled from their schools and ended up being that i got like 20 solid core fire doors for like 47 cents a piece and the problem was that I got 20 of those and wow. they each weigh 200 pounds. <laughs> so, so, but they make the most amazing bench tops ever. They're 80 inches by 32, which I like. I like slightly narrower benches. I don't like uh, four by eights. You can't ever reach whatever's on the other side of the table with a four by eight. The, that's 
I was just going to say that's why you build benches to you because I can very comfortably reach to the other side. Yeah, of the no, I, I, table. I, I understand that, and can. and it's even. It, I've always found that like a three by seven or a three by eight always seems to be reasonable in those things, at least for me. So I, we made five of these benches, and I and I used um, I used Steve Ramsey's uh, bench setup. Uh, he did a whole video years ago on just, you know, building legs and putting stretchers on them. Basically, you build two end pieces and then you put whatever length, basically stretcher. So you double up on two by fours and you make your ends and then you put a two by single two by four, you know, top left, type right, bottom left, bottom right. And then we put everything on casters. So... Um, we've abused the ever loving crap out of them. And the awesome thing, and you think this would be a negative, but they all have, you know, in school, you have the little window hole with the, with the, with the reinforced glass with a wire filament in it. Uh, a lot of these had that, but a lot of them didn't in just the hole where that would be fit in. And so the end result was I get all these doors with basically a, like a six inch by, I don't know, 24 inch uh, hole in it. And it makes a perfect cubby. You just throw a piece of wood underneath it and you get about a two inch recessed tray. So you throw your screwdriver, or whatever, and keep it off the top glue bottles. And uh, it's, it's kind of like uh, you have the little toolbox in, in the bench itself. And that's, that have been our production benches for the last three years. Nice. Actually, I so I have a um, I like everybody. I have the the bench is sort of an extension of my table saw, and it catches you know stuff as I take it off. But um, I don't particularly like that idea. So I'm, I've been I've been thinking of a different way to create some type of workbench, and I I haven't put enough time into it, and I don't even know if I'm smart enough to do it. But um, like that that Ron Polk style bench that everybody gets a raging hard on over, um, you know, where you have like sort of a piece underneath it and then it's got an upper part i've been thinking about something a design similar to that but slightly different in that you've got two work surfaces that are different heights um and the idea in my head i don't know that i can build and something that's actually going to be sturdy enough to use but i want to be able to put something together so that i can have because what i end up with is my table saw and the bench become the same thing so when i need to cut things i have to move things and I'm trying to kind of minimize the amount of work that goes into that. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm almost 91% sure I won't be able to figure it out. Um, but that other, uh, what is that? 40% that makes me, uh, you know, I, I think I might be able to pull it off. So I, I'm looking at redoing that entire setup because everybody basically has a table saw at some point has a, you know, a, an outfeed table, essentially that's my workbench. And then, you know, when you're working on it, you can't really cut stuff because you got things in the way. And I'm a homeowner, so I I don't have a full-time shop. I just have a garage spot with a table saw in it and, you know, a bench sticking off the back. So I got to figure out a better way to sort of use that space and kind of hide things and put stuff away. So at some point, I'm going to figure all that out. And uh, when I do, I'm sure I'll post pictures of it and people can make fun of me for being either stealing somebody else's idea that's already existed or not being creative enough to actually do what I wanted to do, but just saying the hell of it, and like finishing it. up so I can get awesome. to work. So, cause that's eventually what ends up happening is that, so here's what happens to me. I go, okay, I'm going to clean my garage out and then, uh, you know, do a thing. Then I get out there and I start going and I'm like, all right, well, you know, I can see the floor. I found 450 pencils and here's the other 65 tape yeah, measures. And, that a I half, and, and a half inch you know, socket and a 10 millimeter socket. Oh yeah, that stuff miraculously appears. You know, like here's some charcoal, <laughs> you know, that I don't even realize I needed. Um, so you know, you go through all that stuff, and and you know, you pull it all out, and then you kind of put it all together, and then you start getting to the point where you're like, mm, you know, I have these like lofty goals and big plans, but it's like three o'clock, and I have stuff I want to do, and this is good enough, you know. So that's pretty much where I end up. So. That's that's that, and that's the reason why I have this really cool idea for a workbench, but I haven't put it together yet, and don't know nice. when I'm going to be able to. Well, I'm, so I'm kind of setting the. the yeah. I got the two shops. I've got the two car garage, and I'm kind of setting that up as a minimal tools kind of shop. Um, 
and then I'm going to set up the big one for more, you know, more like a regular <laughs> workshop. And, um, well, my idea of a workbench, the thing I think is that a workbench doesn't need a top, right? So we, when they do um, construction, they have these sure. laminated mm-hmm. I-beams that they use, you know, for so my father, he does construction on houses. They have these I-beams that are laminated in, um, I was always I was thinking that you could have a couple of these laminated I beams that you could use sort of like an out, outfeed table, but the actual workbench could be could be set below. Um, and so when you had to run a piece of lumber or something out, you'd have these you know you'd have these I beams basically that could help you kind of manage that because most of the stuff that you need an outfeed table for is usually pretty wide, um, you know, or pretty long, and then you could make something that kind of goes between the the I beams, but the actual workbench that you need, you either need the stuff on top, but most of the stuff that clutters up the bench would fit sort of in a cubby underneath it, right? So having a work top doesn't necessarily seem to matter. I don't really need a flat surface that's a top. I just need something that'll hold pieces. You know what I mean? So, um, and that's really kind of the idea that I had. If I just had, you know, like they do studs, do them like 16 inches on center, and then you'd have these spots in between where you could keep all the shit that's normally in your way, you'd have a work top, but it wouldn't actually be a top. It'd just be, you know, setting things on top of these I-beams. So I think that that might be a better solution for, you know, because I don't ever need anything, you know, I don't, I don't ever need like a 12 inch space that's flat. And if I did, I could put something in between the, the I-beams to do so. Um, but I think, I think some type of design like that might actually be better. But if you had like, imagine I-beams that, they so they had a three quarter inch um, ledge essentially that you could put a sixteen inch panel inside, right? So you could you could have a flat top, but you could pull that out and then have like a spot underneath it. If that makes sense, that's really hard to describe. But uh, you know that that's that's basically the uh, the thought that I had is make a workbench, but it's modular, and I can actually take the the top off of it when I don't need it, which would be most of the time. So. I'm thinking about that idea because I think that type of setup for me would probably be better because that way I could keep all of the garbage that I normally have on top of everything still in the same place it is currently, but it wouldn't um, it wouldn't ever be in the way when I actually need that space or whatever. You know what I mean? So like all my screw guns and hand tools and all the other nonsense would be in these sort of cubbies, and then sure. but I'd still have the spots sure. up top. I've often thought about doing a, a, a workbench if where, that makes because sense. of my height, I don't particularly like drawers or shelves underneath it, because I, I just I'd much rather have things either above my head or at eye level. But if I made like tip out bins on the bottom of it, where you had like sanders and things like that, and I, I wouldn't know exactly how to organize it because it'd be tough to have like a screwdriver and a tip out bin because then there's other stuff laying on top of it, but maybe something with magnets where you could kind of, they would tip out. Um, but oftentimes Mm -hmm. I think, you know, what if you had like three tip out bins on one side and three tip out bins on the other side where you could, because then you're looking down into it at the proper angle instead of stooping underneath to try to find something. Um, so, so that has often, because I usually don't like if it's yes. screwdrivers or things typically around my work areas, wherever that is, I typically try to hang those things. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of the whole magnetic. How, how often do you use uh, a screwdriver? Mainly just to pry open things. Actually, to be honest with you, uh, I use, I use flatheads a lot and I use hand like torques and screws mainly because I repair the stuff all over the shop. So I'm constantly taking apart, you know, sanders and tools and things like that. I do a lot of like, like my shop time is dedicated, not necessarily to building a particular component. Although I do build jigs and things like that. Um, a lot of my shop time is dedicated to just fixing the equipment along the way. And, and that's usually where, um, I actually tend to use the CNC now because of our space issues. So if the CNC is not running, I have this giant table, I can lay out like a, a rigid sander piece by piece, like over a five by 10. And you wouldn't believe how much space an actual, 
like you group these screws together with this brake pad with this and this and this and then you can you can get the whole thing out on like three acres worth of worth of real estate so it's it's a it's on occasion i do but yeah to be honest with you like flatheads are pretty much prying devices uh to get things apart so yeah see that's the the other thing too about this idea i have for the workbench is that you can have holes in these supports so that when you're clamping things down you always have an unlimited number of places to do that so but yeah i'm gonna draw the whole damn thing out one day and put it up and let everybody critique it and figure out because we got we know a lot of smart people so i can come up with a basic idea and go all right shit all over this and then Everybody else would be like, blah, 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 blah. and there's, then, or they'll be like, "That's goddamn brilliant." There's a part of me that thinks that. between so, cooking and theater all over it first, that but, I don't but, understand uh, why people I, don't have, like, you've seen kitchen setups where they have the you know the pot racks, the hanging pot racks, like above the cooking surface. Usually, it's a wrought iron or something of that nature that where you just mm-hmm. put the pots up above that. I I don't. I, that's one of those things where I often. I don't mind reaching up nearly as much as I don't like bending down. So maybe one of these days I'll make some sort of like you hang your sanders and maybe I'll find some coiled extension cords or something that you can hang above it where, where you can just, you know, kind of grab the things as you need them. It'd be awesome to have like a coiled air gun just hanging up there where you just grab it and do your thing and then toss it back up on a hook. Yeah, when I used to work at uh, oh, Circuit yeah. City way back in the day doing car stereo installation, they used to have that. So it was kind of like it was kind of like that where you had you know it wasn't necessarily a rack, but um, electric things they were all on coils above you. So you know your work lights and electrical cords, and then you have um, you know we didn't do a lot with sanders, but you would have um, you know like if you need a power drill or something yeah. be in, in there in, in uh, on the extension cord reel. So you would, you know, you pull it down, drill, and then you let it go, and it just kind of move up. So it was, uh, it was. So were we supposed to be talking about something above you from last podcast? What was that? Mm. Yeah. Oh, um. Oh, well. uh, Ah, yes. uh, I got into the whole uh, happiness versus. We were going to talk about that with your post on Facebook. That's what we. Oh yeah. Mike's post on Facebook. Yeah. The one about my daughter. I think I think I think we had a continuation because I think we got to the fourth hour and decided that maybe we should talk about the happiness and and the 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 side of of happiness that is fulfillment versus immediate happiness. Am I am I somewhere on cue here? I mean, I believe, so. I mean, basically, the what what Izzy had had mentioned in the previous episode was I was we were we were talking for those of you who didn't listen, and I know you all did, so we'll just go ahead and pretend that you did. Um, but we were talking about I posted something about how I was sitting there staring at my daughter, and she said I was creepy out of the mouth of babes. Um, and then I guess I'll just I guess I'll just start over. So the um, uh, I'm staring at her and she's like, dad, you know, why are you staring at me? It's creepy. And I had this thought where, you know, she's looked at me her whole life and I've always been the same guy, but I've looked at her and she's been, you know, I, I've watched her come from somebody that fits in my hands to, you know, somebody who we were walking around uh, downtown Charlotte today, you know, and, and she's got her own personality. She's got her own friends. She's got her own circles. Um, you know, she'll be driving in a couple of years. You know, she's like, I've seen her grow up at every stage over the years. And, and, um, you know, I've seen her go through all kinds of nonsense. I've seen her, you know, test limits and become the person she is. She's only just seen me as me. So when I sit there and stare at her, you know, I'm kind of taking in the moment and, and sort of logging this memory of, you know, who she is today and who she was and, and, and sort of all this. Um, this stuff. And I, and I try to spend a lot of time with, um, you know, those thoughts, because if you don't pay attention to them, they, they leave you quickly, you know, and, and it's, it's, you know, the, those are not moments that you want to be fleeting. You want to be 
you want to be holding on to those type of things as long as they'll stay with you, you know, and, and fortunately for me, I have a pretty good memory so I can, I can recall a lot of things. And, um, you know, I remember a lot of stuff as she's growing up, but it's the same for all my children and, you know, a lot of my family and friends and all that stuff. So, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, we had talked about last podcast was, was, you know, essentially, is there a difference between happiness and fulfillment? And there's been some, I've had a lot of people actually, um, comment and send messaging saying that, you know, happiness and fulfillment are very similar. Um, and I disagree with that. I think they can be related, but I don't, I don't think they're similar. Um, and being, you know, being fulfilled and, and sort of having that moment with my daughter, for me, that is a, you know, spending the time in watching her grow up and, and getting to be older. And um, those are fulfilling moments for me. And, and, and they cause happiness. But for me, happiness is something that's very, um, and I said this before, happiness is a very sort of selfish feeling. You know, fulfillment for me is more where, you know, when you're sharing moments with other people, I, that, that, you know, that fulfillment feels different than just plain happiness. Because you can, you can be happy in something that, you know, might make you happy in the moment, but doesn't have any lasting happiness. And for me, fulfillment is sort of the difference between that. So when you have a, when you have a fulfilling moment, something that kind of, you know, just, just, I mean, you know the difference, you know what I mean? I mean, if you don't, I apologize, but I mean, you, you know, the difference between being completely and totally overwhelmed with just this feeling that you matter, um, you know, you've done something, you have this, this feeling that's kind of, you know, outward, not inward. That, that is to me is much different than, you know, a feeling of happiness. If that and that may not make any damn sense to anybody, and I apologize, but um, that was basically what we kind of we hinted at at the last show. And Izzy, you disagreed with me, saying that happiness and fulfillment for you were well. I think I think you're right and you're wrong. Case, maybe. Um, and and just so, no, simply I'm simply saying, <laughs> right? I, 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 I'm simply saying <laughs> that I think you know we're kind of trying to pigeonhole happiness into this one thing and fulfillment into this one thing where they're not um happiness is um happiness comes in different levels you know happiness is 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 multi-platformed if you will um to me it is you know um when i stub my toe and the pain goes away i'm pretty happy about the pain leaving um you know when i see something funny or i listen to you you know joke around that's pretty funny um and it makes me happy uh but also when I have those moments where I see my, my daughter or my son uh, playing or achieving something um, where there's a lot of um, amazement and wonder and pride, that also makes me very happy. And I think that right there is the root of it. That's true to me. True happiness is kind of what I'm what we were talking about when we I think we got off on that tangent because we were talking about minimum wage and um you know, I don't care if my kids make minimum wage as long as they find a way to sustain their existence on it and they're fulfilled and happy. I think that's how that whole conversation got started. And that's that's the point I was trying to make. I don't I don't think, you know, um, fulfillment causes happiness. I think it causes true happiness, the the uh, the creme de la creme of happiness, if you will. That's that's the point I was trying to make on that podcast. And it seemed that when you were talking about your daughter, like that moment well, where you had the sense of wonder and, and, and um, uh, you know, uh, just that deep seated kind of thing that you don't get any other way, that, that feeling, those kind of things are, that's what I, what I would call a true, a true moment of happiness. And that's what I, I try to strive for in, in my life is to find those moments of, of accomplishment, um, of things that are fulfilling, things that cause true happiness. Not, not, not. Well, and, and so I would say that it, for me, and everybody's different on this, and, 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 and I respect that, you know, to, to, to the extent that I can let go of myself, right, which is hard to do. But for me, happiness is a symptom of fulfillment, right? So it's like a, when you feel fulfilled, and, and the reason that this became a thing and, and, and why this thought got stuck in my head was, when, you know, there's no secret I've talked about being in therapy and stuff before, but when you go for, um, the pursuit of happiness is, is pretty hard because it's hard to identify what actually is happiness, right? 
um, the pursuit of fulfillment is a little bit different and it's something that you can, you can kind of strive for, but you can be completely and totally fulfilled and not immediately feel happiness. Right. And that sounds kind of ridiculous, but there are certain things that you do that are very taxing, tiring, troubling. I mean, all kinds of things that, that eventually will lead to, um, you know, some would otherwise be called happiness. Right. Uh, but they don't immediately feel that way. Right. And, and those pursuits for me, um, are very beneficial, but when I pursue things that simply make me happy, I mean, you know, uh, having a drink makes me happy. Right. But that's not necessarily something that's, um, beneficial. It doesn't fulfill me. Right. So you can have one without the other. And, and that, so they, they are separated. They're not completely unrelated, which may have been a misunderstanding that some people heard from what I said before. And I may have been communicating that poorly, but um, those two points are not, you know, they're not necessarily unrelated, but, and I don't even know how this, this turns into a, into a bigger conversation. I mean, I would say that, you know, for people that when, if you find yourself in a situation where, um, you know, you're depressed or you're having a hard time or, you know, you're, you're not, you're not finding happiness. You're not finding fulfillment. Trying to follow a path to, to fulfillment is a lot easier and you'll find happiness in it, but you can find, ha- you can, you can follow a path to, to happiness and find happiness and may, maybe not mm-hmm. be completely fulfilled. Right. And that's, that's why I say that they are different. And, and I think that those differences are, are somewhat meaningful. Um, and, and, and again, that's very different for other people. You know what I mean? So I think that you can end up being happy without being fulfilled. And I think that it's better to strive for one versus the other. Yeah. I to, think we're making, summarize. I mean, in my, when I, my point was that I want my children to be happy. I want pe- them. And I think it is in that aspect, when I say that statement, the statement should probably be, um, be restructured to say, I want them to have, live a fulfilled life. Um, and, but uh, that being said, <laughs> I still think we are agreeing with each other in, in, um, in the broad spectrum of things. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't think that we're on, of different minds on that. I just think we're just going, coming at it from two different angles. So. Yeah. Just I, yeah. probably a semantic yeah. difference. <clears throat> so. I don't know. I'll tell you what. Workbenches make me happy. <laughs> I like workbenches. <laughs> Having um, them done makes me happy. Let me put it that way. So, um. so, so, what are some of the things? Obviously, we've talked about kids, and kids are kind of a mixed bag, you know, because they make you feel good, and they can make you feel horrible when they make poor decisions. You know, I have a teenager, and I have an eight-year-old. And they both make horrible decisions in their various ways. And as, as they grow up, um, you still have that, you still have that feeling of love and appreciation and pride in your children, but they make some really stupid things. So I can both be fulfilled and disappointed. How about throwing that one in? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, instead of, instead of fulfilled and happy, I can be fulfilled and, and, question my genetics altogether mm-hmm. so so I, I i understand the idea of of being fulfilled uh in what you do and i think that's an absolute must i i honestly think this relates to every single facet of your life if your job isn't fulfilling then there's only so much happiness you can derive from it obviously if it's a cash cow and there's you know money to be had that will help you fulfill other things which is how people see a lot of times work to be uh there are some people that work that that their their living is doing something that they absolutely love um and then there's some people that leave their job to try to find other happiness only to figure out that their job was fulfilling um beyond Beyond children, beyond home life, which is obviously something that, at least in our society, and, and we all three kind of anchor ourselves in, I think there are other facets. I think our hobbies, you know, is he's, you know, your job and your hobby is woodworking. Mike, your hobby is woodworking. Uh, 
And, and those things add a level of happiness and fulfilling. And I promise you, there are times when a project is in that stage. It's usually like the third stage in where you're like just about ready to put things together. Things aren't working quite right or you're scared to get there's that little mental hump that you get over, or at least I do. And I know other people do where they're in the middle of a project and they're like in the beginning, it's like, yes, this is amazing. And kind of you're halfway in and you're like, fantastic. I'm making all these cuts and refining things. And then you get just to the point where you need something or something isn't quite exactly, but now it's really complicated and you get that overwhelming sense. Those things definitely don't have anything to do with happiness. But once you get through that and you're on that downward thing where you're on, on at least in, in these hobbies, where you're on that kind of build side of things, um, it's, it gets very rewarding and the happiness just flows. I think mainly because usually by now you're stressed out and things are actually working right and things are progressing. Um, and that, that can certainly bring fulfillment. Um, well, and, and, and in everything, I mean, you know, there, there's an individual component to everything. I mean, your perception of how things are is, you know, the, I mean, you, the, the old cliche, your perception is your reality, right? So, um, I mean, take for instance, like last week, so there are four managers in my building. There's my boss and then there's three sales managers. Um, we rolled out a whole bunch of new systems last week that I'm very familiar with. No one else is. So last Thursday and not, not this previous week, but the week before last Friday, I was the only manager in the building all of last week. I was the only manager in the building. Everybody was on vacation all at the same time. So there was no part of that that was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the end of the week, it was incredibly fulfilling because we we overcame a lot of obstacles. I was able to help a lot of people um, that, you know, very confused, very sort of frustrated. Um and, and there was actually one of the other sales managers who came back Wednesday, um, but he doesn't know the system. So, you know, he, he's got just as many questions as everybody else. So, um, but yeah, that, that there's no part of that that was, that was fulfilling, that was happy, but you know, a lot of it was very fulfilling because it, it felt like we were making progress. We were doing something that, that mattered and, you know, we were, we're moving forward to it. But I mean, I was in bed every day last week at nine o'clock and I never go to bed that early. Like I just, I got home and just dead every single day, you know, <laughs> it's like, um, so I think, you know, th there is a difference there, you know, and, um, and again, I, you know, that it, the, the difference is probably boring, honestly. I mean, if, if um, and, and, and it is entirely possible to feel, you know, fulfilled and feel depressed and feel, you know, all, all kinds of other things. And that's, you know, that's sort of one of the things that, you know, I, I've gone through a lot of different um, variables in that over the years in, in therapy. Like, you know, okay, we feel this, what does that mean? You know, and, and, you know, you kind of do these mental exercises and go through all this nonsense and um, some of it's kind of creepy, some of it's very useful, but, you know, the, the, there's the, the differences there. I mean, you may not see them and that's okay because they may not apply to you. It just depends on your perception of how you feel and, and, sort of how that work applies to you. That's just sort of my, the things that make me happy don't necessarily leave me feeling fulfilled. Again, that's a, that's a personal thing for me that may not apply to everybody else, but that's just kind of how it is for me. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I fully understand that it's a, it, happiness is, is one of those things where I think sometimes you, you take it for granted too. Like, like you don't, like you've got a good thing, right? And we've come up with sayings like the grass is always greener because you see other people having fun and we compare ourselves to other people. And oftentimes we look at, and, and it gets, it's even more complicated now because now we get these intimate looks into people's lives nearly minute by minute. Um, and everything seems to be hunky dory. And sometimes your life isn't very hunky dory. And you get to glimpse people that are on the beach. I don't know why, but, uh, you know, or, or climbing. <laughs> we've, right, we've gone over this. Right. And, or, you know, they're the climbing Mount Everest or, you know, their kid just graduated, you know, top of their class. And we're just trying to hold our shit together. And it, it makes, sometimes it makes 
it very hard to see the things you have in front of you. And it makes it where there's a competition mindset or it makes it like everybody's got a brand new car. Why do I have this piece of crap kind of mentality? And sometimes those things are in the work. Sometimes you're making poor decisions. Don't get me wrong. So, so, there at no point am I saying that you're always making the best decisions, but sometimes you can look back at it and go, oh, well, you know what? That was just a thing. That was a moment. That was a, you know, you look back to periods of your life where, you know, there's shit sandwich on every table that you, you, you sit at. And, and there's a time where we're in, and again, now, especially with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all the things where, where people look and they go, oh, all these people are having amazing times. You know, they're all the people I grew up with. They're all the people I went to school with. They're all my peers. Why am I not having those things? And the truth of the matter is they have their own shit sandwiches. They just don't happen to be one in right now. You too are going to be posting your, you know, family vacations in a couple of months. But it's not even that it's, you know, the social media is, I mean, that's a highlight reel, right? right? So it's like, and, and people try to compare themselves to like, if you were to watch Steph Curry, right. And you watch this highlight reel, you'd be like, holy shit, this is the greatest basketball player that's ever lived ever. Right. Cause you're only watching the greatest things in the world that he's ever done. And, and that's basically what social media is for, you know, just layman, you know, just the normal <laughs> folks like us, you see, you know, when I, when I post something about how, you know, I, I'm overwhelmed by my 13 year old daughter, um, you know, just watching her grow up and how beautiful she is. Um, you know, that, that's, that's a, you know, you look at that and you go, Oh God, what a lucky guy, you know? And then there's like all these other little moments that, you know, when, when we're arguing about bullshit or, you know, or, or even, you know, take that, like, I just got a, you know, credit card bill for, you know, the $2,700. I didn't even know I owed. Right. And it's just like, who the hell charged all this money? What's going on? You know, it's just like, you don't, nobody ever posed that. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see that like, oh, where's this three grand going to come from? Um, you know, you, you don't run into those type of, nobody, nobody puts that up on on Instagram. Like, holy shit, you know, where am I going to come up with this $3,000 to pay off this bill? You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's not what, so people that, that live their lives on social media, you're always comparing yourself to, um, you're always comparing yourself to other people's highlight reels. And then, then you get into this one upmanship where, you know, you're, you're trying to show other people, you know, even more so the best part of you, you know? So it's like, Oh, look at me. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the number of people I know that are in shitty relationships, um, you know, that just, I mean, the type of relationship you just, you know, there's just no fulfillment in those relationships of any kind. And yet they're constantly posting pictures of each other, you know, kissing and they're having the greatest time and they're, you know, they're out at this concert and they're doing this thing. And, and then you, know, you talk to them privately and you're like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is such a piece of shit. He treats me like garbage all the time. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> you, know, it's a, it, you run into that constantly. And it's and again, it's because people only post the right. highlight reel. And then people try to compare themselves to that highlight reel. And then, you know, now we just have this sort of this 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 unintelligible version of reality because no one knows what the hell's going on in people's lives for real because everybody's like, Oh yeah, look at me. You know, I just bought a new car and my oldest daughter graduated and we're so proud of her. And, um, you know, we bought a new house and, you know, I'm on vacation, look at my toes in the beach. And, you know, this, it's like, none of that shit is right. They're all going through the same bullshit. You are every single one of those people is, you know, they, before they were on the beach, they were figuring out how they're going to pay for that vacation or, um, you know, their kid did something stupid. They got to try to figure out, or, you know, that they, they got some bill that popped up that nobody was planning on, or, you know, they're, they're behind on something. They're thinking about something. Everybody's got that. You know, it's the thing we talked about, like, you know, getting in the shower. We all think we're so different. And then we get in the shower, we all do the same shit. Um, and believe me, the number of t- <laughs> messages I got after that, that episode confirmed that very thing. And we all, you know, everybody seems to wash their, their asshole the same way, which is weird in ways that, you know, I can't even really comprehend, but, um, but you know, you wouldn't know that looking at on, you know, these people online and, and it's really good to take a step back and kind of think about that is that, you know, as much as people want to show you, they're all dealing with the same nonsense. We all are. I mean, we're all together in that stuff. We don't look, it doesn't look like it. Cause you know, we've got this weird sort of reality that we all live in now with, 
with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that. But, you know, I mean, I get the number of people that'll send me messages like, Hey, you, you know, you do mortgages, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I got this, you know, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, you, you know, I got this credit issue or I got this, or, you know, this bill came up or this, and you're just like, you know, when I look at you online, like you, you got all your shit together, but you know, now we're talking and it's like, Oh, you're just as, you're, you're as big a train wreck as me. You know, it's right. like, I didn't, you know, I, I would, I never would have known, you know, and, and being in people's finances gives you sort of unique sort of introspection into that stuff, but they, um, introspection is a bad word, but sort of, uh, um, you know, look into that type of thing. You know, and you start thinking, and you're like, okay, well, you know, I thought all these people had it all together, but we're all just a giant disaster. You know, we just don't show each other that, and we all pretend we aren't. And then some of us are polite enough to to pretend that we believe you. You know, what I mean, <laughs> so it's like, um, you know, that's kind of the reality that we live in. So, you know, I mean, what is happiness at this point? I I, mean, I, I only brought all this know? back up again because I I think it's important for people. I think it's important for people to talk about happy. We don't talk. We talk about things. We talk about the things that make us happy. We don't often talk about happiness because in, for some people it's, it's a real problem to get to that point. And sometimes, sometimes it's not, sometimes you're, I might be on step two of, of, the happiness side of things, but people are having a tough time getting up on, you know, step one and, and just to understand that, that the people approach happiness, I think sometimes differently um, because we approach people differently and people make us typically, that's one of our points of happiness um, until they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I think that it's, it's a worthwhile conversation to talk about happiness because what, you know, this podcast is absolutely something that I want to continue doing forever. And, you know, Izzy loves doing the podcast and Mike loves doing the podcast. I know this because no. stop it. Stop it. No, we, we talk about it even <laughs> after the podcast. You can't, you can't even deny it, Mike. Uh, All I know is that you can't, you can't say the word happiness without saying penis. <laughs> and that makes me... Try it. Happiness. Nope. There it is. Right, right there, there in the middle. In the middle. <laughs> so, so it's, so. it's, uh, I wanted to make sure that, that, folks understand we get an hour you know hour and a half to talk to each other once a week and there's a lot of times during the week that we aren't particularly all that happy because of things and stuff and reasons and you guys get us at our i don't know easiest is maybe because it's easy to talk to to Izzy, it's easy to talk to Mike, and it's it makes it easy to do what we do here. And so, when we talk about happiness, make no mistake, what we talk about is exactly. By the way, you're you're hearing the word penis every time uh, you say that. Yeah, well, you are. By the way, but no, yeah, yeah, no, just just take it deep. So anyway, the the the. The basics are never mind. Exactly. So the so the basics are that that I think happiness needs to be talked about because it's it's sometimes very uh, unapproachable for people, or or they may feel that again, looking at Facebook or even listening to us, that we have all our shit together and everything's cool a hundred percent of the time, and that's completely wrong. <laughs> that's so <funny>. completely wrong. <laughs> And, and I, I, again, encourage anybody when, when you guys are having those tough times, reach out to your friends, reach out to Mike, uh, or Izzy, reach out to me. uh, I, I don't want to hear it, but, uh, don't reach out to Joel. It's don't reach out to me. No, uh, no, I just post stupid memes and people just laugh at me. So I, um, I'm really a shallow, shallow individual. Uh, but, but, to to reiterate there, there is certainly a place for happiness in your life. And there's certainly goals that you should be doing to move yourself to happiness. Um, just, it doesn't always work out that way. And there are times when life becomes very rough and happiness is oftentimes very far away, or at least it feels that way. Um, my father, my father was not a good man. Um, uh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Hit it. No. I'm, I'm just, I want to, this is, I'm backing you up here. I'm backing you up here, Joel. Uh, but one of the things that he did do right uh, was teach 
teach us, or at least me, that frustration is a good thing. Um, having to deal with frustration, it's a great learning tool. Frustration is a, an amazing learning tool. And I've gotten to a point where those are the kind of things I seek out because I know when I overcome whatever it is that's frustrating me, it's going to lead to happiness. So it's almost it's almost makes me happy to find a challenge or to be challenged by something or frustrated by something because I know I'm going to overcome it and I know it's going to lead to, you know, a a sense of reward, a sense of fulfillment, happiness. So, you know, if you guys, the, the, the thing is to make the right decisions when you're frustrated or when you're going through those things. And it's hard to do sometimes when it's easy for us to sit here and talk about it, but when you're in the thick of it, when it's your life, when you're, you know, you don't get to watch your movie. <laughs> Everybody else is watching your movie. You're living your movie. And when you're in the middle of your movie, it's, it's hard to, it's hard. You can't see it. It's hard to see. Um, but the, so, you know, don't be afraid of frustrations or hard times or that it's, it's just part of it. And, um, you know, you know, um, put your horns down, bull through it, and you'll get to the part where um, it all pays off. It's like when Mike tries to go buy a quality workbench, but he ends up at Harbor Freight. <laughs> happiness. Uh, by the way, I didn't happiness. try to buy a quality workbench, and I just happened to be at Harbor Freight and thought, I got 90 bucks. <laughs> this ought to work out. <laughs> well, I, 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 I have to tell you that good friends always make those times a little bit easier. And I have to say, just slightly to get mushy here, that you guys have turned out to be over the last couple of years have turned about to be some just fantastic people. And I can't, uh, I can't thank you enough for being around. So thank you very much for being part of my happiness. Likewise, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, I've met some fantastic people in our organizations and, uh, people that have been to my house, people I've been to their house. I'm about to go to another couple's house and slide down half-ass naked uh, down this like 200 foot slip and slide um, and I'll tell you what <laughs> I, I w- what an amazing thing to have those kinds of groups of friends and, and Mike has said this often if you aren't part of these networks if you don't know how to find look up we like to make stuff on on Facebook it's a group that we run and it's it's everybody that even if you don't make stuff you can follow us you can see what we're working on in the projects and the in the hilarity that ensues because it's it is worthwhile to to have those type of friends and if you're if you enjoy this type of community if you're not already a part of this community start friending folks and seeing their lives because they lead some amazing lives every time i think about lutes building another uh bill lutes building another you know cigar box guitar or rebecca DeGroot creating another creepy monster you know from this thing um you know all those people that that make things with their hands that show them off and say hey look what i did um just super inspiring they're just super nice people they're as nice as you think they would be um and by the way you don't have to make things with your hands to be inspiring you can you can just make people think like the number of people that i know that that you know they they don't they don't actually actually create anything but they make you think like they 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 make you laugh. They make you think. Those are those are making things, and uh, and they're just as important as the guys that you know, bend steel and cut wood and do all kinds of other horseshit too. So they're, uh, you know, don't don't ever think because you don't know how to use a table saw that you can't you know you can't be a maker. Um, you know, being being someone who makes things doesn't necessarily mean that you know physical. There there are all kinds of intangible things that really are meaningful, and um, yeah, you know, like I mean, greeting cards. Or origami. You know, we talked about that last episode. Too. Uh, origami. Hugs. Hugs. Oh, People that make hugs. Dude, a hug might be the greatest thing ever. Bill Lutz. Can't think Getting about a hug from Lutz? Bill Lutz. That, that is a pantsless journey that all people should take. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happiness it's, is cutting wood, baby. <laughs> oh, you said penis. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But would in the same sentence. That's right. Well, I think uh, we should probably wrap this up because I don't even know how much of this recorded at this point. Um, <laughs> Who knows? But <laughs> so, I had a lot of fun. I did too. Yeah. 
So this might not actually make it to air, but if it did, you're welcome, I guess. I don't know, or something. But uh, if it you guys got anything? We'll talk to you two tomorrow night. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly right. Um, on a different goddamn website, but uh, <laughs> we just keep trying until we find one. But uh, you guys got anybody you want to talk about? Plug, say nice things of. No. Before the internet crashes again. <laughs> um. <sighs> I got one for next time. I got to do All some. Right. I know I got to do some homework on this guy. This cat's pretty cool. All right. Well, have him ready. All right. Do your thing. Anyway, folks. Thanks. Sorry for all the technical stuff. If I even leave it all in, I might leave it all in because you guys need to suffer with us. <laughs> um, so, but uh, hit us up on the uh, social media stuff. You know where to find us at Maybe Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Maybe I've said too much. dot com uh, episodes go up there when I remember to put them up, and uh, you can hear us on the web, um, iTunes, Google Play, and whatever you Windows people do. And uh, we will catch you guys on the next episode. As long as the goddamn website that we use holds itself together for just a few minutes longer, so. That is all, everybody. Have a fantastic evening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye, guys. Good night, y'all.